What's up, what's up? Second Floor Sports Friday afternoon. Friday afternoon special. We're doing a pretty good job here of being pretty consistent. Got a episode out for each week. You know, it's a little difficult sometimes to uh, get a consistent day. So sorry about that. Uh, hey, we make, we, wants, we make the rules around here. Let's, let's be honest. Ben wants to be in my live. I would like I to be in my own show. Thank you very I much. Yes, I will let him join his show yes benjamin nice to see you buddy Happy hello my friday. friend happy friday bro it's fucking good 10 30 in the morning i got got my bicycle mug going there is for for all the live viewers mm. Mm. oh josh I, wow top of the show that's a very interesting yeah question i was gonna our, our joshua brings up well let's let's open up the show and we'll, we'll get that out of the way second floor sports friday afternoon ben carlton matthias woman cooking in the stoop as per usual and Ben, you know, there's the age-old song from the Jake Asman show uh, from Mythica College. Nobody cares. What is it? Nobody cares about your fantasy nobody cares football. about your fantasy football team. And then also nobody. Also, cares nobody cares about, about your March Madness bracket. Yeah, yeah, which both apply. Both very but, true. You know, here on Second Floor Sports, we figure everyone cares about and fantasy. Again, football. as as I alluded to earlier, we make the rules around here. You're we coming do make to watch, the rules. You're coming to watch our show. Yeah. Don't like it? I mean, you're wrong, but. True. Our sports. We like to talk about uh, our fantasy football teams and you know stroke our own egos. We we, we do. Um, and but you know we also recognize but that no one really gives a shit about it. So we don't talk about it for too long. Yes. Um, that said, yeah, we'll get this out of the way here. Um, it was a rough. I don't know how. I don't know how it went for you across your leagues. It was a rough week for me. It was I not went, a very good week for me either. I was literally waiting to talk about this on the show because I know you had said you went <laughs> zero and three last week. Yeah, that was tough. Uh, I was 0-3 in three leagues, guaranteed to lose, going into Monday night. Packers, mm. Lions. I see how this um, I had Aaron Jones, and so in, in my camp league, I had Aaron Jones against Devontae Adams, and I was down Damn. like 30. So I was like, all right, well, that, then, you know, literally, unless Aaron Jones goes absolutely fucking crazy, I'm going to lose one by 0.9. Oh, my God. To salvage the one in three week. I had uh, in my, one of my leagues back home, I had a friend who was down like 45 or no, he was, he was down. No, he was down like 50. The other guy had Devonte Adams and he had Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Jones. And he was like, all right, I'm probably like probably done here. And then he won by like, I think like 0.6. Yeah. Well, so that um, all ties back into the beginning of this conversation where, where our good friend Joshua asked about the importance of kickers and fantasy football. Yes. Would you like to field that one? Um, kickers apparently are very important, which we are in, uh, we are in one league. Um, we're in one league where we don't have kickers or defenses, and it's great. Which I I kind of like, you know. I think it's. I, I'm a fan. I'm not a. I don't I'm a hate spot here for my phone. I don't hate life. getting rid of kickers. I think defense still requires like a fair amount of of strategy yeah. and thought process. I'm okay with defenses, but still, you know. Either way, it's it, it's a fun, you know, experimental league. We got two flexes. We got like a 15 man. You know, not actually 15 man bench. We got super deep bench. It's a fun league. I uh, I had the eighth overall pick. Saquon dropped to me, you know, um, and I didn't want him to drop anywhere further past that. So I decided to take Saquon for the eighth overall pick. I still don't think it's a bad pick. I knew no, what I was going to do. Yeah, you knew. I, 
There's a reason but, he dropped, but yeah. you know, at a certain point, the value is it's Saquon Barkley. If he comes back and yeah. is doing what Saquon can do, then that's a you know a league winning pick potentially. But you but. know, took Saquon and uh, didn't play him this week because he was playing a Washington football team. He was questionable until about five minutes before the game. Um, Honestly, so, hats off to you for making that call to you know bench your first round pick. That's impressive. that's good stuff. Uh, did it, did then, it turn into a win? No, it didn't because my kicker got me literally zero uh, points, and I lost by I think one point six. I think it was. I thought you lost by like point three. Uh, some some uh, something just you egregious. lost by something small. It was. It's the shit you love to see. All right, let's uh, let's get right into things. Um, uh, I, are... I saw this before we get into the the meat and potatoes. I saw this in a. Uh, an always electric ESPN Instagram post. You, you don't you don't want to you don't want to do this for our mailbag. Save this for our mailbag. This seems like a very mailbag. I just wanted to open question. with this. I think it's I think it's a fun thing okay. to open with because it's not you know it's not a, it's not fan submitted. So okay. Uh, okay, I like to keep the mailbag for the fans. Obviously. Okay. Uh, the worst condition to play ball in. It was four choices. Mm-hmm. A bad ball, and I mean like awful, like no grip. It's like lopsided. It's not right. Not inflated the right way. Mm-hmm. Uh, no net a double rim and a windy day slash bad weather. I think there's a clear worst case scenario here. It's bad ball for me. No, it's double rim. Mm, see, it's easily double rim. I put double rim as like third, honestly. What? Behind yeah, because behind bad ball and windy day. You don't like, shoot anyways. You don't care about a windy day. That's well, that's just wrong. Um, but I mean, look, I, I think be shooting okay that's another quite that's another story but uh a bad ball like if you have no grip and like it doesn't bounce or it's either or it's too bouncy and it just like ricochets off the rim I mean, and it's, it's just like it's playable like, it's a playable ball like you can still play a game with it but it's not good i spent a lot of time on double rims um, oh did you yeah so like you know i i guess i got used to, to like having to play basketball i mean I, double rim, i'm but, very familiar with playing double rim and it, to me yeah. it's just like if your shot is anything short of like absolute butter, you're not, you're not hitting it. And my shot is not mine is personally, I've got a beautiful jump shot, but okay. That's that, that, that's all I wanted to open with. Okay. <laughs> Let's uh, get that out of the way. All right. Strong start. Um, we're just going to run through real quick. The NFL announced uh, this morning, actually that yeah. they're going to expand the NFL playoffs and expand. Isn't maybe the right word. Uh, Ch- they're changing because, the format. They're changing yeah. the broadcast format. For the format, the format. Uh, well, last year they added another playoff team. This year they added another week because why not? Well, um, I mean, we all, everyone knows why. Yeah, money talks, yeah. baby. Um, but they were going to do three games on Saturday and three on Sunday, and now they've switched it to three games on Saturday, uh, two games on Saturday, one Saturday, three on three Sunday. on Sunday, and then one and then on, Monday, on Monday. Which, like, I mean, there's not that much to break down here but my two cents is just monday playoff game those probably be fun like you know if if a monday night game is important and it's good people will watch it's it. awesome I yeah i mean ratings you know, will show that like but you know we'll talk about this coming up you know in the preview but like J- dallas philly on monday night might not be like high quality football but like it's a game that people fun. care about and it'll be a fun game to watch exactly yeah you know my only concern here is when is that team that's going to play on Monday going to play? Because even if they play on Sunday, you have a short week. It's just imagine well, yeah. they put on them Saturday, on, on Saturday. Yeah, like if you play on Monday for the wild card, you have a short imagine week. they 
and then imagine they put you on Saturday. Well, there's no shot. If, if they're doing that, there's no shot. They'd make them play Monday and Saturday. Okay, you say there's no shot, but I, I, you play on- I mean there's no shot. They're not going to make – so only two teams are playing on Monday. Only Obviously, only one team, one of those teams is going to win. That is how – That's how it works. Is. Yeah. I can't imagine they make them play on the Saturday the next week. That'd be ridiculous. I mean, ridiculous I, I is like frankly too. ridiculous and frankly unfair. Like you have, you know you have like the Monday winner playing the Saturday winner. The Saturday winner has a whole two days on the Monday winner. Like that's a huge competitive advantage. I can't imagine they do it. <laughs> but I also wouldn't have thought they would yeah, right. extend the playoffs that way. I mean, again, there's kind of nothing much to say about it other than it's just weird. Yeah, it's just it's it's weird because uh, look, you you think about it, right? It is technically a short week. If you're playing on Monday and then you're playing again on Saturday, it's not that much. It's just a day, but it's but a shorter week. You already have, you're already in the divisional round. Like you already have that advantage. It's just a little weird, but I would um, bet, you know, all the millions and millions of dollars I have to my name that it'll, they, they won't make the Monday team play on Saturday. I would think so too, yeah. but I guess, I guess we'll see. Um, it, we're pretty close to week three, so we're not going to spend too much time on week two. Um, we just highlighted like four big highlights from week two highlights. Yes. Highlights, highlights and low lights. Um, I'd say three highlights mm. and one low light. We'll start with the low light. Cause yeah. it was the most entertaining one. And that was obviously, uh, the giants somehow blowing that game. I, God. that was, I don't know what pissed me off. The most say, that was impressive. I don't know what pissed me off the most about that game. I mean, for one, Dexter Lawrence just wasn't offsides. Mm. He wasn't. Mm. He timed. He literally timed the snap too perfectly. We all saw yeah, the I, same. We all saw the same video. And like, I understand. Like, they make that call more often than not. And it doesn't, doesn't mean the, the call is right. Like, it doesn't mean the call is right. You have the shot down the line. Ball moves. Well, Dexter Lawrence moves. Didn't the NFL literally say like his helmet was still offsides? Like, did they? Like, yeah, like that. that I didn't the whole see that. point. The whole point was like everyone from that back view. Because you're talking about the back view, right? I'm talking about this view down the line. Okay, no, because they because everyone was talking about the view from like from like right behind like where the field goal is, and it was just like from the end zone, I should say. Um, and it was like, oh, he jumped it perfectly, like he timed it up perfectly. But then the NFL was like, no, you see from the side, like his helmet is offsides. Like he was offsides. No, he wasn't. But that's not even the point. The bigger issue is Jason Garrett needs to be sent to purgatory or somewhere like significantly worse than purgatory. He is maybe the least imaginative offensive coordinator I've ever seen in my entire life. And like, I live in the same market that the New York jets play in mm. not currently, but it's where I'm from, where we're both from. Well, the jets were pretty imaginative this past Sunday. Oh, so. super imaginative. I mean, yeah. all right. We pick off Taylor Heineke. We, cause I'm on the team. Mm-hmm. In, we're inside the 25 up to a touchdown essentially wins the game. Mm-hmm. And I had this exact conversation with my dad, who I know was in the live stream at one point or another. Shout out, Ken. Shout out, Ken. And the crazy thing is like, he's been making this joke since I was, since I, since I was like old enough to remember watching Giants games. When the Giants need a first down or like a touchdown or like, you know, literally just like, a, you know, 10 to 12 yards to like ice a game, you can bet money that they will run three plays right into the line of scrimmage. Maybe throw in like an off-target fade route to like Plaxico Burris. My dad's 63 and he's making, he's making the same joke that I'm currently making when he was my age. Nothing has changed in 40 years of New York Giants football. 
and thank God Jason Garrett hasn't been the offensive coordinator for 40 years, but just like do something other than run three plays into the line of scrimmage. The team hadn't stopped the team had not stopped Daniel Jones on a quarterback run all game long. The Red Hogs, of course. Yeah. That, that was Jones, the worst part for me. Like, Daniel Jones had probably, you know, just from like an eye test perspective, his numbers weren't like insane, but literally just from like watching him play, he had one of his best games I've ever seen him have as a giant. I mean, yeah. his actual numbers, 22 of 32, 250 yards passing and a touchdown through the air, nine rushes for 95 yards and a touchdown on the ground. And crucially, no fumbles, no picks. And he very easily could have had another touchdown if that and holding he, call. Yeah. And not even, let's not even fucking forget to talk about Darius goddamn Slayton. That one's on you too, True. Darius. True. And I'm, like, was it an was absolute that, perfect throw? No. Was it? Yeah. Was it a little overthrown? Sure. Was it? A was ball that a ball that one hundred percent needs to be caught for a touchdown? Yes. Absolutely. Like you're talking. Yeah. Okay. Could it have been like six inches closer to Slayton? Sure. Did but it hit like, him in both of his hands? Yes. Yeah. Just so awful. I mean, that's yeah. for me. That's really as bad of a Giants loss as I can remember. I mean, it's that. And like the Deshaun Jackson Philly loss. Mm. And the only, the, the difference is like, you know, who knows what would have happened if Matt Dodge did what he was told to do and kicked the ball out of bounds to send us to overtime. You know, you yeah. can, that's just the what if game at that point, but just such a demoralizing loss made all the worse to the fact that like I watched the first field goal miss and was you know running around the apartment and then saw the flag and I was like, Oh, great. That was early like, on oh, Washington. Yes. No, it's not. I, I, this is just so unpleasant. This was I, like out on the Giants because there's just if we, if we have a, a schedule to keep to, I could talk about this for a half hour, but I feel like it's probably not yeah. on. Uh, the Giants have started. My, 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 I just want to, yeah, I just want to add my two cents on that. I mean, it, like your O and two cents, my O and two cents, yeah. Um, like for the Giants, it hasn't been. Like, I don't know if the start could have been that much worse, honestly, because like you, you want a very clear cut answer on if Daniel Jones is going to be a part of your future. And like, you saw one game to start the season where the answer is no. And then you saw a second game where it's like, yes. And like, he very well could be your quarterback moving forward. And then everything else crumbles. around. I I think I've been saying for the better part of two seasons now that Jason Garrett is a bigger issue than Daniel Jones. And I, uh, I guess, uh, um, Kenny Galladay agrees because he was just berating. Yes. That's, a, that's a whole other thing. And again, that's, you know, get into more of the deep dive stuff. The last thing I want to say about the Giants, mm-hmm. uh, seven of the last eight years, we've started 0-2. The numbers of teams that get to the playoffs after starting 0-2 is like 7%. And I will say that's like a little, weeks- uh, I will say that's a little misleading too. Just think about like the worst teams in the NFL are usually going to start 0-2. Well, guess who started like- 0-2 seven of the last eight years? <laughs> Literally of, 2016, uh, we started one and one. 2013 through 15, and now 2017 through this year, we've started 0 and 2. The Giants have the worst record since the Tims on the boat picture. Yeah, I'm aware. In the NFL. I'm aware. Which to this NFL. day is a fucking meaningless, you know, that picture is not the reason we lost. You know, Odell, no, Beckham that is picture. A, Odell Beckham's a big reason we lost that game. Man no. dropped like four passes in the first quarter. No, no. The reason you lost is because you wore Tims on a boat. Okay, I don't, dis- I don't disagree, but from a, an analytics perspective, it's not the case. That's analytics. Anyways, anyways. anyways. Let's, let's run through just some quick highlights. Um, obviously, the biggest one was Chiefs-Ravens, but we'll just touch on a couple before. Um, 
Well, you want to talk about demoralizing losses. You can talk about the Vikings because, I mean, Vikings, you know, Vikings. Play by play now. The radio guy, did you hear that call? Yeah, that was oh the worst part. Oh, my God. How do, you, how do you miss that call on the radio, by how the How do you not, like, take a second to, like, just make – especially as, like, the Minnesota Vikings play-by-play guy. How do you not take very clearly half a second? Clearly missed. How do you not put, like – okay, we've been there. Like, I've called extra points wrong before because, like, you know, you're looking at it from, like, in line with the goalposts or whatever, so you kind of mm-hmm. can't tell if it goes left or right. For a game-winning field goal, wait till you see the referee indicate. Especially if you're the Minnesota Vikings play-by-play guy, and you know, I don't know if you've ever heard of that team missing crucial field goals or not. But yeah, never bit, happened before. They got a bit of a history there. Yeah. Uh, Kyler's having another wild start to the season. We I'm, did we not talk about this exact thing last year that you know Kyler's getting like well-deserved MVP, MVP buzz. We were like, yeah, you know, if uh, Pat Mahomes doesn't get hurt or something like that, or they just don't like just take it easy with him, like there's no reason why he shouldn't win, right? Like, we said the same thing last year, and he you put up I, the numbers, like, but also, you know, last year he had, a, he had a shoulder injury, and the you know, things kind of slowed down. Mm-hmm. Kyler yeah. is not, and maybe this is the year where Kyler like declares himself as like that guy who can literally carry his team to you know a 10, 11 win season. Mm-hmm. which I think is, you know, a very realistic, like, ceiling for the Cardinals. I think they still got a long way to go. That defense is not good. Yeah. You can't, like, if you're going to be a good team, you got to do a better job than, like, beating the Vikings because they missed, like, a field goal that was a yard longer than an extra point. Yeah. You got to do better than that. And, hey, they won. It's a W. I agree. They got more wins than the Giants. But you got the team needs to do a little bit more. Uh, let's just get to Chiefs-Ravens because, I mean, that was the yeah. highlight of week two and that was that that's the kind of game that you expect to get every time these two teams play is the first time Lamar Jackson actually beat the Chiefs um it was funny at first everyone thought that him missing practice yesterday was because of his flip into the end zone because he had a sore head was ballsy yes especially also not that I agree with taunting calls but how is that that not not, taunting yeah how is that not taunting not sure uh only thing worse was the NFL saying, yeah, this is going exactly how we wanted it to. No the fun, NFL, late, baby. It's just, it's so wild. The NFL looks at like, there's so many other issues with the NFL rule book, you know, catch or no catch rules, pass interference being too ticky tack. Uh, all the, like the different rules protecting the quarterbacks being maybe a bit too soft, but like they look at the taunting situation, which is like, if anything, just good for the league when guys come out and start dancing and like talking shit, most fans love it. Like, let's just be honest. Most fans love that type of stuff. Yeah, yeah, when your team is losing and you're on the other side of it, maybe you don't love it so much. But it's like, from, you know, a publicity perspective for the league, a video, like a, you know, a video of some random dude taunting on Twitter goes viral. You get like 5 million views. That's probably good for your bottom line, which is obviously what the NFL cares about. You imagine Tyreek getting the peace sign put up at him in the Super Bowl. Imagine you get taunted for that. Like, it's going to cost teams like important games at some point this season. Yeah. It's just, it's like, it, it's, it's, I'm, I was gonna say fixing an issue that didn't need to be fixed. It's making a non-issue an issue, like quite literally turning something exactly. that people didn't care about into like, why? Yeah. If you want to, if you want to penalize players that taunt other players that turn into fights, that's another story. But it's like, just like the emotional, you know, guy, like there was one, I think it was a Panthers player in week two, like just jumped up and like flexed after like a you know yeah. a big contested catch to get a first down. You know the three and O Carolina Panthers now, mm-hmm. and they throw a flag and it's like he's not doing it. And okay, sure he's doing it like in the general vicinity of the defensive back that he just bullied to make that catch. Like it's a physical sport. Like you're you know 
talk about, you know, we're warriors. We're going to battle. Like, yeah, you're going to put your body on the line. Like, I'd be fired up too. I'm, I'm fired up. I have to make a play playing like flag football. Shit. <laughs> literally the whole point of the defenders, take your head off and make sure you don't catch it and you're not yeah. allowed to flex. Like it was, I think the worst example, and then we'll, we'll move on to week three is, I think it was a Colts running back or something preseason, like week two was getting like, I don't know, like $150 and like ripped off like a 15 yard run, four guys hanging by all over him. him. And he's just, he just flexes, nothing crazy. Not nothing even at anybody. Yeah. Just like, and they find him like down, 15 steps up. Yeah. Take, yeah. Uh, it just, it's just it's a non-issue that the nfl has turned into an issue uh let's hop into week issues, three thursday night football miserable as ever let's i mean yeah. but somehow the <laughs> carolina panthers and sam Darnold are three and oh and you want to talk about like the least convincing three and oh team i've maybe ever seen in my entire life that's fair i mean it's not like i mean three and oh three and oh yeah, not like many of their wins have been convincing. You talk about the Jets against what people figured will be one of the worst teams in the league. The Sam Donald um, revenge game, as most people refer to it. Of course. Uh, then you beat the Saints, who we thought could be good, but also uh, no Marcus Davenport, um, no Marshawn Lattimore. And like and two-thirds of their coaching staff not there. Yeah, they're missing seven assistants. And Jameis is Jameis. Is lamest. Um, yeah, pretty good. Eh, um, not, your, not your best. I mean – I, I'll read you the, the Panthers schedule coming up because it is very, it's a roller coaster ride. Yeah. So next couple weeks, Cowboys, Eagles, Vikings, Giants, Falcons. You figure you can go three and two in those games. Like, I mean, the only like the Cowboys are the only team I look at where I'm like, there's no shot they win. Yeah. And, but there's also a Dallas Cowboys team that last year was obviously without Dak to be fair, but was like quite literally allergic to winning. But like you could be six and two by week eight. Yeah, is what I'm saying. And, and it's then, not like anyone else in the NFC South looks like they're going to be lighting things up right now, apart from Tampa. I mean, for like the second. I was going to say, for the second wild um, card, yeah. literally that's what the division looks like. It's like okay, well, it's Tampa, and then who else is going to be? Good? And then we don't know what we're going to get from the Saints yet. Yes. Um, and then, then it gets dicey for Carolina because then the, the next four weeks are, or yeah, the next four weeks are the Patriots, the Cardinals, the Red Hogs, and the Dolphins. Um, and then they end their last four games this season. Brutal. Are the Bills? They get the Bucks twice and the Saints. So they're not. If, I'm the, win if the I'm the Panthers front office, I'm writing a very strongly worded letter to the NFL scheduling department about that final four games because that is yeah, rough, disgustingly hard. The only the defending like, champs twice in the last four weeks of the season. Like, I mean, they're, that's, div- that's like, they're divisional matchups, but like, but like that's like almost not even fair. No, I know, like. like <laughs> You're competing for a playoff spot. It's like, all right, here's the defending champs back to, you know, a week apart. Like, that's ridiculous. Yeah. That's rough. That is – that's a, that's tough. <laughs> Point being, I don't think this is – I don't think this Panthers team is legit. You know, we talk about, like, the boom or bust scale more on the bust side. But – It's still a feisty team. The three and oh. We got to talk about, obviously, McCaffrey is now out for some amount of time. J.C. Horn broke multiple broke, bones yeah. in, his, in his foot, like – which, to be fair, sounds a lot worse than it really is. There are like eighteen thousand bones in your foot that yeah. you, know, you can but break in one. He's going to be out for multiple weeks. Yeah, he's going to. He, he was their first round pick. Like he was going to yeah. be a big part of that defense. The McCaffrey yeah. injury all obviously could like really tank them. We'll see how long he's out for. I know Elliot's not happy about that. Well, it's, they don't have the best running back in the league, Mike Davis, anymore. So clearly not. Who had lost yeah. his starting job to Cordero LeBarro. But yeah, but hey, do you blame him? Nope. Um, let's go to uh, Kansas City and. Chargers. Every time I see LAC, I want to say Clippers. I'm just going to go ahead and say it. Um, this is Blake this is Griffin. Be fun. And... 
and yeah, it's Lob City. Um, this is going to be fun. This is like a classic AFC West like shootout. All, I mean, we knew the AFC West was going to be good. We probably didn't figure that the Raiders would be the best team right now. But yeah, well, I mean, best record wise, there's you know some debate yeah. to be had there. But yeah, it's just going to be a shootout. Like yeah. I hope this is one of these games where it's like you know Mahomes and Herbert combined for like 800 yards passing, just from like a pure like you know enjoyable fan enjoyable football afternoon. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if like Kansas City tries to run the ball a little more. Like the Chargers haven't exactly been adept at stopping the run. To okay, start but the I feel season. like we say that like, every time Kansas City yeah. is against a team that like should you should be able to run the ball on. They're like, well, actually, we've got this Patrick guy. Uh, we're going like, to throw the ball 50 times. I just throw the ball 55 times, honestly. Like, you know. <laughs> I, I just think it's, it's a fun chance for Justin Herbert to, like, you know, continue his, you know, his second year ascent. You know, mm-hmm. he looked like a stud last year. He was a stud last year. He's had a hot start to this season. But it's like, all right, yeah, go up against Mahomes. Go, go, go throw for throw with Patrick Mahomes to see what you got. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's fun for both teams because for the Chargers, it's like, all right, until you get to that point where everyone, like, agrees that you're legit or you're at least a playoff contender, like, these are the kind of games that you at least have to play close. Yeah, you gotta, um, I, like, I mean, you gotta, you gotta show something. You can't get remember like steamrolled. Justin Herbert's Justin Herbert's first start uh, of his career was against Kansas City, and he almost oh, beat them. True. Yeah, I forgot about that. Um, also, real quick, last point on the Panthers that I forgot to make, guy. I have a conspiracy theory. Oh boy, I think Tyrod Taylor is a league plant. This man. For the fourth straight season, I'm pretty sure got hurt in week two. Like, how does that make him? I I don't think you're wrong, but how does that make him a league player? But just like I just I just think the league just puts him in certain places where they know that a young quarterback is going to take over and succeed. After think about last season was Justin Herbert. The season before was it? Or if you're going to talk about if you're going to talk about a league plant in that situation, it would be the Chargers team doctor who literally fucking punctured his lung. Okay, I oh I think that I think the doctor was in on it. Uh, but, but remember that he was – it's not like – not like Tyler Taylor was already not hurt before that. Like he already had, what, broken ribs or something like that? And they had to give Well, yeah, him they like, were trying to give him an injection and he yeah. his lung. I mean, but, I mean Tyler I'm not Taylor opposed has, to a good conspiracy theory, but – What I'm saying is Tyler accomplish? Well, they, they just – I don't know. I'm not sure. I haven't thought that part out yet, but <laughs> – Did you just um, think about this like during the show? No, I saw a TikTok and I was like – Oh, my God. You're right. <laughs> oh, my fucking God. Well, it's just like I, I saw Josh, Josh Allen, Baker Mayfield, Justin Herbert, oh my and then soon to be David Mills, obviously, uh, after he blows up. Wow, Davis team. Mills looked awful uh, they, yeah. last night. Holy yeah. shit. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, back Did to you know, one. Davis Mills got cracked. Oh, my God. Davis Mills was getting ripped apart last night. Wow, it's almost uh, like the Texans are really bad. Texans and maybe Tyron Taylor isn't as bad as we thought he was. Real quick, cards, jags. You know, it'll be fun to watch Kyler do whatever Kyler's going to do against this Jags mm-hmm. defense. Uh, what did you think about Urban's comment to Vic Fangio? Where he said it's like Bama every week. I don't know. That's not encouraging. Like, it's definitely not encouraging. I think there's something to be said. <laughs> it's definitely not encouraging. I think there's something to be said. And this was, you know, initially I looked at it. I was like, Jesus Christ, Urban. Like, what the hell? You like, you can't say <laughs> that to another NFL head coach. But so I saw on Twitter someone made a very good point. Vic Fangio has been in the NFL for 25 years. Urban Meyer has been in college for 25 years. Yeah. They don't know each other at all. Mm-hmm. Like they presumably had never met until that point. So like, they're literally just like possible shooting the shit, making small talk. Mm-hmm. That said, yeah, it's there are, there's no Purdue. There, there's no Akron on your schedule this year. Urban Meyer. I'm sorry. Yeah. It's like, 
I mean, we always talk about the difficult transition from NCAA to NFL. And like, there's no reason why like that should be different for a coach either. Like it's usually hard to adjust. And there are some reasons, there are reasons that it's not supposed, it's not, coaches. not supposed to be easy. Yeah. It's not supposed to be easy. Like it's a completely different game. You don't have to do the recruiting and like, you know, you're actually coaching professionals grown shit like that. But like, bro, you can't go out and say that. You can't. And like, I, I get what he means in terms of like, you got to take like every single opponent like super seriously because you know as Vic Fangio said in his presser, he was like, yeah, you know, everyone in the league can beat everybody, and you know, on the right day, mm-hmm. which is you know maybe not entirely true, but apart from like literally two teams every year, anyone could beat anyone on a given day. I mean, shit. Even the Texans like played close with the Browns last week. Like that's what I'm saying. Like, okay, everyone, would... everyone can play with everyone. Yes, exactly, and you know it's. It's been a tough start for Urban Meyer. And we talked about this in our like, you know, whole season preview for two guys in Urban Meyer and Trevor Lawrence who have like basically never lost more than a game or two in a season in their entire football careers. Two and 15 is going to be a hell of an awakening. Yeah. <laughs> like, hello, welcome to the NFL. You just won two games and got just demolished week in and week out. Just demoralized. Like that, that's, that's the big thing is just like remembering that like, it's a long-term thing. And like, if you go two and 15 this year, like your career isn't over. No, if you're Trevor Lawrence, like you can't, you can't pull Trevor Lawrence's scholarship. Yeah. I think it's very clear. Trevor Lawrence is now the second best player who with Lawrence as his last name, right behind Jackson Lawrence. And then right before right. Dexter Lawrence. Sure. Um, <laughs> Not right going with that, but okay. Okay. Just a quick wrap up thing I'm watching in this game is just going to be how to find Trevor Lawrence, like easy throws to make yes. or how to make him adjustments. Like he has statistically been one of the most inaccurate I, quarterbacks in the whole If game. I'm Herb, all right, question for you. Which skill Answer. position group do you like more, New England or Jacksonville? New England. By a lot? By a very good margin. Really? Yeah. I mean, LaVisca, DJ, James Robinson. I think that's a, a point being, they're both solid position groups. Maybe you like one more than the other. Maybe you're a little bit biased. We'll talk no, about this with the Pats in a little bit. What's Mac Jones's average depth of target? Like half a yard? Yeah. If I'm Basically, Urban Meyer, like I'm queuing up every Patriots game from this season and being like, okay, yeah, you, do you have the New England Patriots offensive line? No. Do you need the New England Patriots offensive line to have Trevor Lawrence's depth of target be like two yards and just get him easy throws, get him in a rhythm? 5.6. Point being. It's not like he's pushing the ball down the field a whole lot. Yeah. I'm Urban Meyer. You need to find, like you said, you need to find ways to get Trevor Lawrence just like quick, easy throws, make something happen. Like not even about wins, just about like getting Trevor Lawrence accustomed to being an NFL quarterback. Well, I, now that we're already on the topic of New England, we'll just jump to that game. I mean, it's like, it, it, it is very clear, especially as a young quarterback, like, the point of being a quarterback is taking what the defense gives you and manipulating that to your game plan. Like, and winning games, but yeah. Yeah. Oh, sure. And, but like, I mean, the, the Patriots are a Damian Harris fumble away from potentially being two and O right. Like, yeah, they're, 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 they're one and one with a very close loss to a team that almost made the playoffs last season. So like, I, I have no problem. I'll, I'll read some numbers here uh, for Mac Jones. And obviously this is my, thing to watch as they take on uh new orleans is just yeah. his aggression so basically 74 percent completion percentage which i would hope so if the average depth of target is that low uh it's six best well you're looking, you've got air yards per attempt i'm talking about depth of target yeah. depth of target stats. i think is i think it's close like to two like point three and a half i think yeah like two point something okay um 5.6 air yards per attempt that's the fifth lowest 
uh, only 15 10 plus air yard attempts and then 2.78 seconds average time to throw like th- again th- there's not stretching it down the field they asked him or they asked uh, uh josh mcdaniels about kind of limiting the playbook potentially for mac jones and he said they're not he said that he can do everything Obviously. they're just yeah, and like they're they're well, just yeah, like, yeah, we're only running like 30% of our plays. Like that's yeah. What do you think I, he's gonna just, say there? I mean, it's a rookie quarterback. We there's no reason that we need to expect every time a rookie quarterback goes out there that they have to be like throwing for 350 yards yeah. every game. Like I, I'm very okay with this. Like it's a little concerning that the red zone offense hasn't gotten going at all. But I just and you know it's it's like what we were saying with Trevor Lawrence. It's like they're not trying to do anything special with Mac Jones right now. Mm-hmm. Simple throws. You know, they brought James White back, the check down king himself, Tom Brady's favorite guy. They're It's working. And, you know, what I'm really looking forward to here is the, you know, the Sean Payton, Bill Belichick chess match. Mm-hmm. The same way that Bill Belichick is nightmare for opposing quarterbacks. So is Sean Payton. You know, Sean Payton gets so much credit, obviously, and deservedly for how good the Saints offense was under Drew Brees. Sean Payton by trade is a defensive head coach. Like he's yeah. gonna he's gonna throw some shit at Mac Jones that he's never seen before, and I, I I would not take the Mac Jones over on passing yards this week. Let's put it that way. It's not like the Saints have never or had like a good any defense. week realistically. And yeah, that's sure. what I'm saying. The Saints have always had and same sure some Saints. weeks they had some weeks they had extra incentive, but you know, hey, it's all about motivation. Yeah, that's <laughs> something. Um, just last point on this game. I think it's just funny that like we're like three four years removed or not three four years removed from like breeze and like prime jimmy graham but like think about like the we're like battles. a while removed from no prime i know jimmy graham. but like i'm just thinking think about just like like breeze and jimmy graham or like breeze and michael thomas and then like brady and gronk and like two hall of fame quarterbacks and two hall of fame like tight ends and two hall of fame head coaches uh, and now it's like and now it's james winston throwing to marquez calloway <laughs> yeah like mac jones throwing to goddamn jacoby oh, myers oh god John it's just it, it's funny like the, the the dichotomy between the two uh um, interesting one chicago versus cleveland mm-hmm. justin fields getting his first career start with andy dalton going down with a knee injury i think that's important too that it's like his first career start right he was getting reps but he, he was like like three reps sure yeah he was like a gadget player this is his first which at the very least is like okay like here's the here's the nfl like you're at least he gets his like toe in the water sure but it is a completely different monster when you're getting first team reps all week and yes. like you actually have a game plan for you. So like I'm taking that with a grain of salt because he didn't look great. He's still no. one, but he didn't look great. And you know, I'm starting the Browns defense in three, two different fantasy leagues. I think this week for a reason, yeah. mm. Browns have a very good defense. They've got this guy, Miles Garrett, who's a uh, very large and very mm-hmm. fast coming off the edge. Very, very good pass rusher. Quite athletic. Very athletic. Yes. Uh, ask Mason Rudolph about that. Jeez, I think the Bears are going to get embarrassed, quite frankly. Uh-huh. Um, but it'll just be a chance for Justin Fields to go up against like a very not necessarily an elite defense, but like a very solid, capable NFL defense. Yeah, with a uh, fucking a lethal pass rusher coming off the edge. My my matchup to watch is Justin Fields versus the Browns pressure. Yeah, it's not exactly. like Chicago's offensive line is elite, good. <laughs> uh. The Next team game. versus the Bills. This is an interesting one. Yeah. Both teams, both teams one and one. Um, jo- rough start to the season for Josh, A- Josh Allen in terms of defenses. Josh Allen, um, Joffrey Laverne, go to. Uh, um, so actually, I saw you corrected me in the rundown here. 
it was pro football reference, not pro football oh, focus. It, I think I, I literally, I typed that. I was like, he'll know that. And then apparently he didn't 21%. I kind of just assumed. Yeah. 21% of Josh Allen's passes are quote unquote, bad throws. According to pro football reference. Mm-hmm. Same thing as basketball reference, baseball reference, same group of people, different mm-hmm. sport. If you couldn't tell, um, three straight, really good defenses for Josh Allen to deal with. I mean, yeah, the dolphins kind of got torched, but it's still, classify the dolphins as a very good defense yeah and, I mean, week, but, not- and josh allen didn't look all that good they had three no. rushing touchdowns devin singletary of all people ripped off like a 50 yard touchdown yeah run. Like, I, was looking at, like- I was looking at him as like a waiver wire ad and i was like i'm uh, not nah, yeah, that. yeah that's not gonna happen and let's also not forget that like the majority of that dolphins game was with jacoby brisket yes um yeah. under center so it's not like they had you were getting their a game no, no. Is Josh Allen the MVP candidate that we saw from last season? I think that's still the same guy we're looking at. Is he going up against two straight, now three straight, really good defenses? Yeah. I think there's something to be said about that. I'd also like to see something from him soon. Yeah, like, hey, wake up. You know, winter week three, you guys, you know, the Bills have, I think, deservedly established themselves as one of the best teams in the AFC. You know, a team that's got Mm -hmm. a legitimate claim to make it back to the AFC championship game, make it to the AFC championship game. Gonna have to see something from Josh Allen this week. I mean, yeah. hey, Daniel Jones just looked phenomenal against the Washington defense. Mm-hmm. You know, as we all know, Daniel Jones is faster than Josh Allen. He's faster than Lamar. True. Factual statements. Statistically true. Um, uh, Twelve pressures allowed last week by the O line uh, for Buffalo, who didn't play great, but definitely played a lot better than they did against Pittsburgh. Obviously, yeah. a big difference in uh, skill level that they went up against as well. But I mean, I don't. This is usually the question uh, or the matchup to watch when you're playing uh the red hogs is going to be opposing team offensive line against montez sweat and chase young yeah also you know jonathan allen and you know all the other first round picks. they have what yes. four different first round picks on the yeah. defensive line who's sweat young allen who's their other d lineman that was a first rounder uh, i don't know no another for another first rounder good look good look for uh second floor sports yeah um indy and tennessee Ugh. It's this like is, kind of I mean, a Spider-Man meme. What, same team? Same team's trying to do the same thing. Fair, but one team's a lot better than the other one. And one team also doesn't have Carson Wentz. I said like kind of. Like I, I said, said kind of. Like I said, one team's a lot better than the other. I, mean, I did not realize until this morning that this was even, you know, I kind of figured that Carson Wentz with two sprained ankles probably isn't going to play this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was looking up, I was looking at it this morning. Apparently, they're thinking about rotating quarterbacks for this week. Is this JV football? Really? You're going to rotate quarterbacks? Come on. And here, and here we thought, here we thought, if there's any team that's going to use a two-quarterback package, it's going to be San Francisco. Guess not. That would be just so funny. You know, I'll probably be watching, you know, well, actually, no, I'll be watching the Giants game from the one o'clock window, obviously. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have to, like, watch the highlights of this game to see if they actually go with the rotating quarterbacks. That's just so funny to me. Like we're talking about an NFL team being like, all right, you get a turn and then, and then you get a turn and then, you know, you'll get another drive. It's like, I, yeah. I mean, like, is he, I feel like if if you can't decide between any of your three backup quarterbacks, they have four quarterbacks in that quarterback room, just pick one and see what happens at that point. Let someone like get in a rhythm and like have someone prepare that week as the starter. Right. Well, the Colts depth chart right now has um, Sam Ellinger as the third. He's on the IR. And then Jacob Eason 
as their backup. We saw Jacob Beeson last season too. Um, so, you know, uh, we saw I him really last. He, he came in last week. Like I, the Titans, I think are probably going to steamroll them. And like, I, it's, it's hard. Cause I mean, I'm foreseeing I mean, a massive Derrick Henry game. I mean, Indy's Indy's zero two. Only six teams since 1980 have made the playoffs and starting zero and three. Like, it's a must win, obviously, for every zero and two team. But yes, this it would be really disappointing for the Colts to not even contend for a playoff spot. Yeah, I mean, this is and you know, there's obviously inherent risk when you bring in Carson Wentz as your starting quarterback. Yeah, when you give up that type of value to go get Carson Wentz, who has done. Uh, not nothing in his NFL career. You know, he was a, he was a big part in the first like two thirds of the Eagles Super Bowl run, but I didn't, I don't think I saw him in the playoffs that year. And maybe I just missed something, but oh no, it's because it might've been injury. It's because he was hurt in the playoffs. Who like, who is Carson Wentz at this point beyond like a very injury prone quarterback who, when he's healthy is not good. Well, that's why the price on him was cheap. And then, you know, like the incentives and compensations are for playing time because it's like, okay, we saw something from this guy with good weapons in like a very specific four in a very, years ago. Yeah. But like this, this is the situation. It's like we saw him in a good scenario with good weapons in a very specific, like, like set and offense and with coaches. And he looked like an MVP candidate. Yeah. And like in 2017. That's why I was kind of like, okay, if it doesn't work in Indy, it might just not work anywhere. And at this point, like injury prone is injury prone. And if you're Indy, you have a good roster, but you don't know what you're doing with quarter with a quarterback, and you don't want to. The problem with Sam Darnold, for example, like you could have gone. Apparently, Odell's playing on Sunday. I saw, yeah. Um, Sam Darnold is playing fine now, but Sam Darnold is going to need a fifth-year option. They picked up his fifth-year option, yeah. so he's going to get a contract. You and like the what three and Sam Darnold? That Sam Darnold, yeah. the one who's tied for the NFL lead in rushing touchdowns. That Sam Darnold. There is a very possible scenario here where Joe Brady is just the reason that Sam Darnold is playing well right now because either it's Joe Brady or it's the absence of Adam Gase. Either or, but <laughs> like, what if Sam Darnold's like, okay, I just had like a top 10 season for quarterbacks in the league and I want 30 mil a year. And you're like, I mean, I don't see that happening in the first place, but, but like, and then then, let's talk about a simple offense. They're running some real basic shit in Carolina. And it's working to be fair. It's working, but like Joe Brady, Joe Brady is going to be one of the hottest names out there in the off season. If the Panthers make the playoffs, I don't think they're letting Joe Brady go. Unless he like really wants out. Like if, I don't. That's that's playing the you know the speculative game. We could do that for hours and hours. I want to talk Giants Falcons and specifically, like what if what if the Bengals have a head coaching opening? Again, we can do this. You're the one who was like, let's let's keep moving here. Talking about a goddamn coaching opening six months in the future. Take it away. Take it away for the Giants and uh, Falcons. Is the Eli Manning jersey retirement? My dog. That is your dog. That, That's my guy Jeter, right man. It's, it's been an emotional couple months, huh? I mean, for all the it, – it's so funny because, like, the back back couple years, back three years of Eli's career were not pretty. Mm-hmm. There, there were some very frustrating seasons in there, and it has carried over into the Daniel Jones era as well. But if you're an NFL team and, you, you know, you draft your guy, I think, fourth overall, and then you, know, you make the whole, like, Phillip Rivers trade or whatever, essentially he went, you know, he went first overall, quote-unquote. 
and that you're that's your starting quarterback for the next 15 years and if you weren't familiar he's actually got two super bowl rings uh that's pretty much a slam dunk like exactly what you hope for he was a great team guy super consistent like always played like everyone in the everyone loves him around I mean, the area there's like, something to be said about being the new york giants starting quarterback for 15 years 15 yeah. straight years he was iron man you know like I'm just excited to watch it. You know, there's a thing that was like and the first game he missed was he got benched. Yeah, benched like Gino fucking Smith. Thank you, Ben McAdoo. Thank you for that one. God, there's something that keeps on giving. There was something on Twitter that was like, you know, if Eli throws like a final pass, which I didn't even realize was like a thing that Phil Sims did. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was like, who would he throw his final pass to? I think the options I saw on Twitter were like Plaxico, Victor Cruz. David Tyree and somebody else, Hakeem Nicks. I don't think it was Nicks. It literally, dude, Hakeem. What about Nicks? like Bear? Like what about like Bear, bear Pasco? Pasco? Hell yeah, Henry Hinoceros. <laughs> I think it's got almost. Hakeem has, Nicks was low key nice. He like, was good for a couple of years. Yeah. I feel like it's got to be Tyree. I that uh, that is the most like iconic. That moment. is the one. Like, yeah. Yeah, but like. From pure like skill standpoint, it'd probably be Victor Cruz. Like, but, dude, Burris was a freak. That was maybe Victor, Victor you, Cruz was just that guy. Like, I, what do you Victor Cruz years? What are you fun. about to say? What are you about to say? That was before you. What were you an NFL fan when Plaxico Burris was like dogging? Yeah, the league? I re- I remember when Plaxico Burris was good. Like, <laughs> uh, I don't know. Jesus. Point being. I'm just excited to watch the festivities from an actual game perspective for like the current NFL giants. You gotta, you gotta figure something out here. You gotta get a W like, you know, you said it's a, you know, a must win for every 0 and two team. If Daniel Jones could look that good against a very solid Washington defense, I want to see him go nuclear on the Falcons or you at least go to, Daniel you Jones. You need to win convincingly. Yes. You need to win. You leak. The only reason you feel good if you're a giants fan is if you win by double digits. Yeah. And there's really no reason we shouldn't. Like, this is a very winnable game. This is a very bad Falcons team. There's a lot of reasons why the Giants shouldn't do certain things, but that isn't a thing, so. You know what I mean. Yes. Keep up the good vibes, basically. We looked really good last week and, you know, of course, got in our own way and lost ourselves mm-hmm. the game. Where's Kadarius Tony? also? Where the hell is Kadarius Tony? I get that he's, like, you know, learning, quote-unquote, learning how to be an NFL wide receiver. Uh-huh. Get him a jet sweep. Get him a screen. Get him a slant. Like, do something with him because we don't have any other guys like that in our offense. Yeah. Well, like it's, it's funny. Cause you have like on paper, think about Daniel Jones, elite. at least, at least mediocre quarterback spell who, elite without Daniel Jones. Okay. At least mediocre quarterback who can run. Well, we saw that Kenny Galladay is a solid wide receiver, a very good wide receiver. Sterling Shepard is at bare minimum, a solid wide receiver when he catches the ball. Um, Saquon, when healthy is a very good running back, but someone you can get involved. Not, not a guy in. we should have drafted with the second overall pick, but but alas, well, yeah, we we both wanted the Giants uh, and Darnold, but that's neither yeah. here nor there. Um, and then you have Tony, like like these are weapons Tony. that you can use. Hey, Tony, huh? Like these are weapons you can use. I want to hear it. How about you try to use them? <laughs> and like week one, he got like you know he, he like threw Kadarius Tony in motion on a couple snaps, and then you know had him like in the backfield and on the, on another couple snaps. And then he didn't play the rest of the game. Yeah. Played what? Six snaps? Like, oh, like first eight, week? I think. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Do something with him. Like literally do anything with Kadarius Tony. Get him the ball, please. Yeah. Cincy and Pittsburgh. Ugh. 
Joe Burrow, three interceptions last week. On three, on three straight pass attempts. Yeah. Not good. No. And now you got the Pittsburgh defense, which is not going to make life any easier for you. But for, it's, you know, you got to look at it as like, all right, you know, I had a miserable game last week. I've got a tough test this week. Mm-hmm. Got to figure something out. Got to adjust. Again, and it's just like, like it's for Cincy, like this was not going to be a playoff contending season. It was going to be a develop Joe Burrow, make sure he's healthy again and right again and see if you actually have something in your coaching staff. Like that's, that's all you like. Again, if Cincy's playing close games and they're losing, it's not a bad thing. Like, yeah, but you need to be playing like close games and seeing improvement. Yeah, yeah. Big thing to watch here is TJ Watt's health. Um, he exited pretty early last game. Yeah. He was a limited participant yesterday. Um, if he's, healthy, I wouldn't be terribly surprised, to... honestly, to see them kind of. You know, maybe he's like active, he's in... but does not play a full snap count. Like, yeah, you really need to have TJ Watt playing 100 percent of his snaps in a Week Three game against Cincinnati. Probably not. If he's not 100, I mean, you know, you'd, I don't, I don't think there's no reason to like push TJ Watt into playing. I agree, especially when you uh, just gave him the bag. True. Uh, Ravens Lions. Yeah. <laughs> well, you put good luck Dan Campbell, and I agree with that. But low key, like the Lions have, they've been at the bare minimum feisty. They've like, been feisty. Have they won a game? No, but like we, Are they a good we were football like football team. No. <laughs> but Are the Ravens a good football team? But. But, 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 okay. We looked at like the three teams that we agreed were going to be the, the four teams we agreed were going to be the worst coming into this season. Jet in no order Jets, Texans, Lions, um, and Jags, right? Yeah. Well, the Giants are like, close fifth, let's be honest. Well, um, Jags have looked terrible. Texans have looked feisty. Lions have looked feisty. feisty. And the Jets, and the Jets have been really bad, bad through two weeks. So, like, Zach Wilson. I just, like, it's something you have something to build on. I mean, think about like, I mean, it, it came down to the, that fourth and one where like the, the Eli and uh, Peyton cast, which was awesome. I didn't get to watch it last week. It's so it much. Week. It's so much. It was awesome. I loved it. Um, like they were talking about like that fourth and one where they threw like a hard out. And it was like, why would you do that? Just run like an easy play. Like up to that point, they were in the game and then they kind of pulled away from that point. But like they were playing with the Packers. Yeah. Like, and then and they lost by one score to the 49ers. Like that's a game where the 49ers clearly threw it into cruise control in the second half, but like you still made it sure. a game. Would have been very I got what you're saying. It would have been very easy to just like roll over and be like, all right, well shit, we got smoke. Still put up like what 25 points in the second half? Like, I think something. so, yeah. Uh my thing to watch here is the uh, Lamar Jackson juke total. Good day to have anyone on the Ravens offense, particularly yeah. a quarterback or Tyson Williams and Latavius Murray. Lamar Jackson against a bad defense, that's always, always fun. Watch. Uh, uh Jets Denver. I, there's no Bradley Chubb. Uh, I broke his foot, so he's uh, he's done for or, or ankle. Don't ankle. remember which one it was. A, yeah, but he didn't break his ankle. Um, don't think anyway. He has to have surgery, he's out for a couple weeks. Um, my thing to watch here is just going to be Zach Wilson's rebound because, like, yeah, he plays so Dude, he threw some ugly interceptions. His receivers did not help him either. His receivers did not help him, but he threw some ducks last week. I mean, what you know, he, he didn't come out and say he was seeing ghosts, but like, he the man was definitely experiencing Patriots. some paranormal activity. Threw to the Patriots more often than he threw to his own team. Yeah. We'll, we'll go that far. Uh, here's one I'm actually pretty interested in uh, Raiders of Las Vegas and the Miami Dolphins. I need a vibe check on Derek Carr. I would have been more, I'll just say, I would have been more interested if Tua was actually going to play, which he's not. Agreed. But, 
Derek Carr has been balling so far. Yeah, we're talking about two weeks, but over 800 yards, four touchdowns, one pick with a nutty win in week one in prime time to open up your home stadium. Mm-hmm. Okay, Derek Carr. If he does it again against another good defense, like what I'm against like, another good defense, and like make right, you know, we've, we've seen Derek Carr have these stretches before. Like, okay, even if he comes out and does it, you know, in a third week, like that's still very much a stretch of games. That's not that's not a consistent season, but like he looks pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Like probably still the I don't know. I mean, I thought I mean, it's just tough playing be- the same division as the Chiefs. Like you're literally well, competing for second. But I thought, I mean, I thought Vegas would be at least competitive and win like seven ish games, but they were still going to be the fourth team in that division. Like I still thought the Broncos and the Chargers were better than them, but hey, hey, word of the pod, they're feisty. <laughs> they're, I think I'd that's say your, that's clearly your word of the week. Yeah. They're, they're better than feisty. They're good right they're now. Solid, they're solid they're good right now. Right now. And you've got to figure that John Gruden's probably coaching for his job this yes. season. So. And let's also not forget that this Dolphins team is going to be without Tua. Yeah. So, like, so they should, they should is, roll. So this it. is a game where the Raiders of Las Vegas mm-hmm. should pick up an easy dub, which of course means they're, it's going to be like a 14 to 10 rate. The Raiders will win, but it won't be pretty. Or it'll be like those classic, like Jeff Fisher, like Rams <laughs> games against Seattle. That was like six, three. Yeah. Or like four, three with two. There's a, there was a giants Cardinals game from like, I don't know, 2012 or something that I remember watching. Three nothing at the half, six three final. <laughs> Literally, like one of the we worst the sport, one of the worst NFL games I've ever laid my eyes on. I don't think we'll see that, but it, it's not impossible. It's never impossible. Uh, Rams game of the week, Bucks. game of game the week, game of the week. Not sure why this isn't Sunday night. Was this uh, is this four twenty five? This is America's game of the week. So this is uh, well, so this is Troy and Joe. That's why. Yes. Okay, put this on Sunday night. Packers, Niners, come on. Like, I get those are the rivalry, but, like, put this on Sunday night over Packers, Niners. Mm-hmm. Is this the NFC Championship preview? It is for my uh, money. We, we, both, we both picked it. So. Yeah. I think this is going to be just a fun, like, stylistic game because I can't imagine either of these teams go with their, like, A game plan here. Yeah. You gotta- Obviously, you go out and try to win, but, like, you got to know that you're both – very likely to get back to the NFC championship game. Mm-hmm. And you're not going to want to give either opposing coaching staff, any real tape on you. Mm-hmm. It's going to be fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, uh, Tampa Bay's secondary is a little banged up. Their secondary is a little banged up. AB is almost certainly not playing this week. Uh-huh. Um, and I mean, this is what we said preseason about the bucks. Like they were unsustainably healthy last year. Mm-hmm. And, you know, yeah, A.B. is not the A.B. he used to be, obviously. But A.B. is also not hurt. He has, I know, but he's he, not. He tested positive for COVID. Point being, yeah, his absence impacts the offense. Mm-hmm, yeah. Especially for a guy, you know, for Tom Brady, who loves to throw to his slot receivers, that makes a difference. Mm-hmm. He's probably the best number three receiver in the league. Off the top of my head. Is that just because we're literally talking about him right now? Yeah, probably. <laughs> okay, fair. Hey, honesty. I like it. <laughs> You're an asshole. Um, <laughs> it's, it's just going to be a fun game. Like, I'm going to go from the low of watching the Giants blow a game against the Falcons to the also low of watching Tom Brady play amazing in primetime. Or not primetime, but in, like, the afternoon primetime. We're closing in on we're closing in on Patriots uh, Bucks. Oh, I'm, not, I'm not emotionally ready for that. 
Uh, last couple games, let's oh, just rip through it before ready. Ben uh, commits war crimes. No, we're uh, going to talk about the war crimes we're going to commit later in the episode. But Okay. Uh, Seattle, we'll Minnesota. We'll Seattle, Minnesota. Um, Seahawks fumbled the bag big time last week. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is exactly what we didn't want to see from Seattle. We were like, this is a team that's a couple of years removed from being like a year-to-year Super Bowl contender, yeah. and they have the talent. And they always just get in their own way. And to be fair, they've gotten a bit unlucky with just the fact that all of a sudden the NFC West, not all of a sudden, but the NFC West has turned into probably the most competitive division in football right now. Mm-hmm. And, you, know, yeah. that's, you know, that's out of their control with the other three teams that they've gone from like, mm-hmm. you know, when the Seahawks were Super Bowl contenders, the Cardinals were ass. The Niners were good, but kind of like unproven. And the Rams were still kind of playing Jeff Fisher ball there for a little bit. Yeah, I mean, at that point, the Niners were in like their post, like Patrick Willis days, and like yeah, they were exactly kind of they were they were solid, but they weren't like crazy. And now the Niners yeah. are the worst team in the division, but they're still like an incredibly well coached team that is certainly capable of winning games. Mm-hmm. The feistiest of the feisty. The f- Agree or disagree? Disagree. Okay. Um, Derrick Henry is capable of doing what he did last week. Every week he plays like. His numbers, first half or second half, he averages more, like, forget the exact percentages, but it's like he averages, like, 30% more yards in the second half compared to any other running back in the league, which makes perfect sense. Like, he wears you down and wears you down and wears you down, and then you're beat from trying to tackle a defensive end all afternoon, and then he busts out a 60-yard touchdown run, and then you got to stop him on the goal line twice, and then he puts up... Tackle a defensive end. Literally. He's a defensive end playing running to, like, Brandon Jacobs, except he's actually good at running the ball. (laughs) Like I love Brandon Jacobs, but like he was literally he was literally a defensive end playing running back. He was a bowling ball. Yes. Uh Captain Kirk. He's got the highest passer rating from a clean pocket in the NFL this season. That's not even like a PFF, you know, cherry pick. That's literally like his passer rating from a clean pocket is the highest That's in the league. Classic. Classic Kirk Cousins. That's what he's there to do. Like yeah. not, Kirk Cousins is probably not going to win you games, you know, hero ball and, you know, on the pure strength of his own right arm. Mm-hmm. But if you can protect and you can run the ball with Dalvin Cook, Kirk Cousins will get the job done. Yeah. I, the problem was never. Is he worth the, the 80 million they're paying him? No, that's what I'm saying. Like Kirk, Kirk Cousins was not like. Th- the the Vikings still don't play. necessarily strike me as like a, you know, anything more than like a 500. There's not going to be 500 anymore, but no. nine and eight, eight and nine, seven and 10. Like, I don't see the Vikings sure. making the playoffs. They're right there in mediocrity. Uh, Sunday night football, Packers, Niners should be another, you know, nice game for Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Jones. Kind of mids. Like, I'm not like, I get, you know, like the storyline of like, you know, Rodgers playing his childhood team and all that. And it's like, where's Aaron Rodgers going to go next season? Well, and I will say the interesting thing too. I mean, I don't know if you saw LaFleur and uh, LaFleur and Shanahan now kind of have beef. I think I missed that. You didn't. So, the report came out yesterday that LaFleur and Shanahan have beef because In the um, well, actually, you know what? We'll put this as a teaser because the live's about to end. So I'm gonna end the live and ah, start a new one. Nice. Uh-huh. Very clever. Very clever. Share us here. Share shared IGTV. Yeah, go for it. For those of you listening on uh wherever you get your podcast, we're currently on our uh our IG live swapping break. I hope you've been enjoying the show so far. Um is getting <laughs> Getting this bad Larry all re queued up. Better wait a little longer. I'm not cutting this out. That's super fair. 
So I'll tell you, I mean, start talking about the beef now, you know? Um, So the beef that them two have, or the rift, the way they describe it, that they have, um, is the fact that because the Niners were pursuing Aaron Rodgers, like, so heavily that, like, now, like, um, like, now LaFleur is, like, tight at Shanahan. That seems very petty. I don't know if they were friends before or something, but like it lit, the report literally said there's tied at him for what exactly? I don't know for going trying out to improve his team. Like it, yeah, it's stupid. It's the NFL, but... like there's this is not. Yeah, not... I don't know. Hey man, where, I'm just where was this report from? Uh, I'd have to double check, but I don't know. Yeah, that's hey, that's what that's what they said. And and that just seems so like how like what's he supposed to do? I, I don't know. Not go after a top quarterback if he becomes available that like played not... there. It, yeah, that's probably like, like, it's like what everybody always said about like, know, man if you're aaron Rodgers or if you're you know an opposing gm and you've got word that aaron Rodgers is frustrated with green bay like you're almost like neglecting the duties of your job to not like at least give them a call and like shit if they you know block your number then they block your number but like you gotta at sure, least hey. give it a shot right i'm not saying i'm not saying it's not dumb I'm just saying that's what it, the report was beef in the stew i guess beef last game stew. Last game, as always, beautiful Monday Night Football, NFC East in prime time. Ne- never disappoints Philly and Dallas. Should be a fun game, though. I mean, Honestly, Philly, it really should be. Like, Philly won week one against a bad Atlanta team, and we were like, okay, let's see it against a more real team. And, like, obviously did not look as good against the Niners, but, like, hung tough with them most of the time. Yeah. It's, not like, it's not like Philly has the best roster either. So the fact that they're even contending and aren't just a really bad team is Well, and the big thing with Philly is Jalen Hurts looks like he looks like they've really got something in Jalen Hurts. You know, the, the four yeah. weeks Jalen played last season did not did not exactly inspire confidence. It, it, you know, it didn't look terrible, but there were a lot of questions about like, all right, what's Jalen Hurts going to do in terms of like actually having to throw the ball in games where Philly is, you know, actually trying to win football games. Mm-hmm. Still bitter about that. <laughs> um, they're gonna have to score a lot to keep up with this Dallas offense. Yeah, so this is you know a, an early season litmus test for Jalen Hurts and his ability to like keep Philly in what will almost certainly become a shootout. Yeah, it's like we saw like a really bad defense. We saw a pretty good defense for the Niners that again obviously missing a lot of people because it's the Niners. And now you kind of go back to the middle a little bit and see, all right, what does Philly actually have? Yes. And, like, I, again, like, as bad as any of these teams were going to be, like, NFC is always a crapshoot. Like, any of those teams Emphasis could win the division. Crap. Yeah. Any of those teams could win the division. Ah. Mm. I, I, don't, I don't count anyone out in that division. I do. Um, let's talk some baseball. Uh, you want to go baseball or you want to go real quick to, uh, to Gerson Rosas and then get let's, let's, baseball? Let's talk, about, let's talk about Gerson first. Okay. Gerson, uh-huh. is that how you pronounce it? Gerson Rosas, yeah. Okay um so <laughs> yeah uh Yikes. fired uh president of basketball operations yep i believe yes uh and they are reporting for training camp next week for the nba and he has been fired and you know court came out and everyone's like what the hell like what are they what's doing what's going like, on well then carl anthony towns tweets wtf WTF, which is never a good sign um but well so that either know, indicates to me either he knew about it and is just completely confused which is not good Mm-hmm. Or he didn't know about it and was caught completely surprised by his team firing the president of basketball ops. Neither's I would say it's, I would say it's that, and they're not good for different reasons because one, if he knew about why he was fired, which we'll get to in a second, not good. Um, and then second, 
you know, if he didn't know and like they didn't even at least tell their franchise player before, what are you not doing? Not good either. But Gerson Ros- Rojas apparently, uh, Gerson Rosas, Rosas. Um, was creating a toxic environment apparently, and there were yeah. a lot of rifts already. He's only been there for two seasons, um, and apparently was also uh, not apparently, no, but not apparently confirmed yeah, was had an intimate his- cons- consensual relationship. Yes, which but you know we're talking. He is also rifts. married. Low bars here, but like at least it was consensual. Was just completely cheating on his wife with someone in the organization. Yeah. Bad look. And apparently that's not the reason they fired him, but that also helped with the timing because he was creating a toxic work environment yes. or something like that. We're, We're waiting. We'll get that long form like break all, break down, tell all in like a week or something yeah. or a couple of days. So like- uh, I guess the one question here from like a basketball perspective, two questions. A, does Cat leave Minnesota? Not like tomorrow, but like, does this, you know, is Kat going to sign another deal with the Timberwolves? Yeah, my, my question more becomes when is enough enough? Exactly. Where he's like, I cannot keep wasting my career on a place that cannot get their shit together. Like, And then, yeah, this is a question for another pod as we get closer to the NBA season. But the second question would be for a team that's been very much tied to Ben Simmons as a possible, you know, D'Lo for Ben Simmons type of swap. Obviously with other pieces involved, does this help or hurt that deal? A potential trade uh it helps a lot um first name blanking on it guy that's now taking over sashin gupta i believe sashin it is. gupta would you like to know where sashin gupta used to work if you're asking i'm gonna guess uh the sixers mm-hmm. he was I'm, with, I'm smart he worked with Daryl mori for a long time and worked with the sixers for a long time and this is a t this is a t wolves team that has been linked to ben simmons for a long time not like they really have the pieces it's probably gonna have to be a three team team yeah make it like a five team just you know for people for yeah for the sake of julius randall somewhere else hey 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 relax (laughs) relax what 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 what? send julius randall somewhere i I would love to have julius randall in san antonio come on that'd be pretty cool i was just trying to rattle you uh but i just NBA man, gift that just keeps on giving. We were like, all right, it's probably going to be a pretty, pretty calm week. We have Ben Simmons reporting he's not going to go back to training camp. Nothing then, really new. We didn't throw this in there, but this is just too funny not to touch on. Doc Rivers getting on TV and being like, no, Ben Simmons can be a championship point guard. I swear. Yeah. I swear. No, like, Ben Simmons is good. I I like Ben Simmons. I like I'd like to keep him in Philly. No one, no one should be surprised that Ben Simmons isn't going back. Because like, no. At one point, even Ben Simmons is like, all right, they literally said they can't win a championship with me. They don't believe in me. Like, I can't go back. Like. From my perspective, it would have been if Doc Rivers really wanted to keep Ben Simmons and like you know mend that relationship. I wouldn't have even gotten on TV and said anything. I would have done it like behind the scenes to get on TV in the immediate aftermath of him saying like "fuck you guys, I'm not coming back." Mm-hmm. That that just screams like panic mode. Or I just wouldn't have thrown my starting point guard under the bus, you know, after we just lost. I think that's a little bit blown out of proportion. I mean, he did kind of choke pretty hard like i think you know, sure but like Doc rivers wasn't necessarily out of pocket in his assessment of but, ben simmons. but you have you have to know that you gotta do a better job of like phrasing yeah. it you gotta know that if you say that one of you two are not coming back or it's just it's like it, it's it's drake at that point nothing was the same and like, like i don't not to toot my own horn but how many years do you think i've been oh saying on sfs that the simmons and bead pairing doesn't how many years have i been saying that a lot of years thank you of years i'm shocked it took them this long to finally like 
you know, it, it's frustrating for Philly that it has to be such like a toxic way for it to end as opposed to like an amicable, like, hey, this doesn't work. Mm-hmm. And, you know, maybe we're looking at a different thing if that Kawhi shot bounces a different way. But yeah. that's not, it's not what happened. Kawhi drilled it. The Raptors won the chip. And now Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons are probably not even speaking at this point. Yeah, they're probably not on good terms. No. And I, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't play we got a couple of mailbag questions to get to, but before that, we got some baseball. Not that much going on right now. Let's get one uh, thing Jeff, out of the way. You say there's get, not much going on. Yeah, on my end. Let's get uh, one thing out of the way right now. Mets suck. They're missing the playoffs. I'm glad we can finally put that to bed. But you're going to lose some games, and it was to the Boston Red Sox. We're fighting for a wild card spot. There are worse games to lose, I guess. I mean, I just want to bring up, again, that after the Francisco Lindor three-home run game where Mets fans were – Losing their goddamn minds. Like that brought you guys to 500. 78 or 73 and 73. At one, all that matters is at one point we were 69 and 69. That's all that matters. I had said to my roommates here that they should just not play the rest of the season. Yeah, that would be fine with me, honestly. Uh, last, when I saw last or two nights ago and they were playing the Sox, you know, I don't really keep up with the Mets record day to day because I, you know, I enjoy my sanity. Yeah. But no, I don't. I've been watching the Yankees all season. Yeah. But uh, 73 and 78. The Mets are now five games under 500 and out of the playoff picture. Oh, they're, they're, they're lifeless. Yes. Oh, boy. Remember when I said, talking about like war crimes that will be committed this week? Mm-hmm. We got three games between the Yankees and the Red Sox in September. Seasons on the line. There is not enough like. I'll, I'll let you take the reins here. There is not enough. There are not enough sedatives in the world to like make me anywhere near tolerable watching these games. Unfortunately, I'm gonna miss all of tonight's game because I'm working for Learfield. Shout out. Tomorrow night and then Sunday night, it's just gonna be a fucking disaster. A roller coaster of emotions doesn't even begin to cover it. I wish I wasn't there watching with you. I don't care about the game, but. Do you wish you were there watching with me? Because I'm not going yeah. to be fun. I'm not going to be safe, fun to at be a safe around. distance. At a safe distance. Yeah. Like, it, the, the worst part about this Yankees season is, like, every time, and there have been plenty of times in the last, like, two weeks, where I've been like, it's fucking, like, we're done. Like, the season is over. I'm not watching again. And then they pull you and back And then there in. I am watching us down 2-1 to the goddamn Texas Rangers in, like, the eighth <laughs> inning. And, we like, we, we figure it out. We're like, oh, wow, maybe we should – beat this guy who came into the game with a 5.75 ERA and we scored a single goddamn run off of him. Like, okay, good. We came back and won that game seven to two or whatever the final score was. Really? Like, that's what you had to do? You still have to come back against the Texas Rangers. You still have to come back against the Texas Rangers. And now we got three against Boston, three against Toronto, and three, frankly, probably meaningless games against Tampa to end the season. If you guys want to get hot and like get back to that 13 win streak that you had earlier in the season where you were nuking teams and playing like the team that you should be fucking playing like, now's the time. This is like, I mean, the guys, the people in the league office at Major League Baseball are probably losing their damn minds right now thinking about all the, you know, the, the buzz the series is going to get. And the fact that you've got the Yankees, Blue Jays, and Red Sox all playing each other in the final week and a half of the season. If, all right. If the team doesn't look exactly like this, Aaron Boone should be fired on the spot. Let me, let me, uh, he probably will be anyway. I'm no, I mean, like, if the lineup card comes out tonight and I see Brett Gardner's name on it, I'm driving to the Bronx or to Boston. I mean, that's that, that, hey, that's been your offensive catalyst. Like, 
He's been playing really well in the second half of the season. I will give him, I'll be, I'll give him credit for that. But the big thing is Luke Voigt needs to be in the lineup. There's no reason we can't be playing an outfield of Gallo, Stanton, and Judge. Judge has played center. Gallo can play center. Brett Gardner should not be in this lineup at the expense of Luke Voigt's bat, who's hitting like 280 with like a 120 OPS plus since the Anthony Rizzo trade. Like, yeah, I like Rizzo at first a lot more than I like a lot more than I like Luke Voigt at first. Anthony Rizzo is a better player than Luke Voigt. I'm not saying that Luke Voigt's better, but Luke Voigt is also a much better player than Brett Gardner and is a much more valuable bat. It sounds like you're saying that Luke Voigt is a better player than Anthony Rizzo. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, you nailed it. Like there's no, there are no more like, oh, he needed a day. I don't want to, if I hear Aaron Boone say he needed a day one more time. Yeah. It's a stretch run. You, you can't have a day. There are no days to be had. You need to win like seven of nine, the rest of the season. We need to take, I agree. you know, it's not necessarily a mandatory sweep against the Sox, but like you got to take two or three at mm-hmm. the bare minimum. We got Cole going tonight. I get, doesn't, I, I hope Nestor pitches at some point in the season. Well, the let me ask series. you, uh, when Cole got booed, was it against the Angels when they were getting blown out? No. Uh, Indians. The Indians. The Indians. How, well, how'd you feel about that? It's the Bronx. Because, well, like, uh, Susan Waldman. Oh, I was listening to the fan, and, like, Susan he didn't, Waldman. He didn't deserve it. But, like, yeah. to be fair, and, like, he, he pitched, think, like, shit in a game we really needed to win. Like, what do you think Yankee fans are going to do? Yeah, but he's also, like, there are literally two reasons that the Derek Yankees. Jeter got booed. And, look, Garrett but, Cole understands, like, is one of the few guys and Aaron Boone is yeah. not one of these guys that understands like the inherent weight that comes with being a New York Yankee. Yeah. Like your expectations are world series are bust. And for Garrett Cole, and you saw it in the post game, he was like, yeah, I sucked. He did. We needed Garrett yeah. Cole to come out and be the Cy Young candidate that he is. And he shit the bed big time. And gave up two bombs. <laughs> and now he's got a chance to go into Fenway against Nathan Yovaldi, who historically we can't hit for shit, which is great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Give me what if like, you just get no hit tonight or something? I don't even want to think about that. I want to see the Sox get no hit. They're dumbass yellow jerseys. You don't like them? Hate them. Mm. Like I don't I get, mind them. I, I get the I meaning mind of it behind like the marathon and all that. Mm-hmm. The Boston Red Sox wearing yellow and blue. Why? I I, I don't Who's mind. The idea was that. Let's just such a. You look like the like UCLA. It's stupid. All right, ready to move on to our uh, card stealing? Uh, I just want, if we're going to talk about someone throwing a no hitter, it's obviously going to be Nesta Cortez Jr. tomorrow night. Okay. Also, what is tomorrow afternoon? Ooh, Saturday afternoon. That's always fun. Why is Nesta Cortez not playing Mario in the new Super Mario movie? Bro, I don't. He's because they know he's going to be too busy pitching in the World Series, but okay. Nesta Cortez Jr. is a king. Let me just. Let me just put that out there into the world. Mm-hmm. Esther Cortez Jr. is a goddamn king. Mm-hmm. Know what his ERA is right now? No. 2.79. And really just coming out of nowhere. like coming, bro, He was a Rule 5 guy. Yeah. Like, we literally brought him on as, like, as just an arm. Like, someone's got to eat innings. The rotation's hurt. We're bringing on Nestor Cortez Jr. With the stash with the deliveries throwing goddamn like 92 when he really pumps it up and he's got a sub three ERA and has been like literally is probably our second most reliable starter at this point. I died. I'd say it's not really a question. Who, Montgomery's, who Jordan Montgomery has been awesome this year. Get all things. Yeah. 
Uh, he, I mean, he went through a bad stretch at one point, but, but yeah, full season. For the most part, Mon- yeah. Monty's been phenomenal for us. Yeah. Honestly, you know, when we're in the wild card game, when we're in the wild card game, we're throwing Garrett Cole. Obviously, I'm throwing Nestor Cortez game one of the ALDS. I mean, it, it also if Severino, I'm not thinking twice about it. Something Severino. Well, Severino Severino's not starting for us. He's gonna be in the bullpen. Yeah. Okay. He's he, like that's not like that's not a okay. debate. That's not what I'm thinking. Like he's not starting a game for us. Okay. He's not stretching. Like, he's not, you don't want him to, or like no, like he's said, he's not starting. He's gonna be okay. out of the bullpen. He just got back. Like he's not. Yeah, I know. Out the I know. Starter. I know. I know. Um. All right. He's let's valuable. move on to. He's valuable, but yeah. Let's move on to the beef, the beef. in baseball right now. Um, and it's a card this is stealing. Very interesting issue, which I don't think it's an issue. We'll lay out first what happened. So, um, is Rays Blue Jays. Yep. Kevin Kiermeyer is coming around to score on a ball hit into right field. Um, he slides into home plate. Uh, was it uh, was it Alejandro Kirk? I forget the catcher. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was. It was. Uh, yeah, it was. Uh, Kiermaier slides in safely, and, and it's like not even like it's not like a play at the plate. Like Kiermaier slides yeah, yeah. in, but it was like clearly safe. That's not the yeah. Answer. And he makes some contact with Kirk, which is not the issue, but he has his strategy card, which pops out. And Kevin Kiermaier sees the Blue Jays strategy on well, a really the- funny moment where like Kiermaier's looking at the card yeah, he's on looking, the ground, he's like, and he's like, oh, what is this? And then you like, like, oh, see shit. it click in his head and he just oh. takes the card. Oh, grabs it, runs back to the dugout. Now the Rays have the Blue Jays game plan. Apparently this is beef worthy because the Blue Jays. Oh, it Jays absolutely have- is. I'd be pissed if I was a Blue Jays fan. Well, yesterday the Blue Jays throw at the Rays. Um, and like now they there's bad blood and there are suspensions on the Blue Jays side and everything. Like, you see that watch bomb? No. What happened? Oh no! Breaking news on SFS. What just happened? Yeah, I'm I'm gonna let you have this one. Oh no. Okay. Um. Oh, why hasn't mine gone off yet? Ah, uh, I am nice. I am nice. Whoa! Whoa! <laughs> nice voice crack. Manu Ginobili returning to the San Antonio Spurs as a special advisor to basketball operations. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, I, might reaction? Start, I might start crying. <laughs> All right, let's wrap up the Blue Jays and then we'll give it like 60 seconds on Manu. Okay. Um, wow. I would be, be pissed. Beef worthy. Yeah. You're allowed I'd to be, be pissed, pissed about the Blue Jays, too. The well, let's get that, something. Sorry, yeah. Make your point. I think I know what you're yeah. going to say, and I'll be on my okay. response. Yeah. You're allowed to be pissed if you're the Blue Jays. Pissed that it happened and then pissed that he stole it. But you are not allowed to think that the Rays cheated. Let's get no, that. No, okay. That's not what I thought you were going to say. You're not allowed to think the Rays cheated. If you're the Blue Jays, don't leave that. Put that card in like your wrist thing. Put it somewhere where it's not going to fall out. Don't lose your strategy card. Don't like. lose your strategy card. The other side of this, and this, I don't understand this part of it. Like John Heyman and everyone was like tweeting when some of the Blue Jays threw at Kevin Kiermeyer. Mm-hmm. in the eighth inning of a game it was like 7-1 the game was over at that point obviously they're throwing at him mm-hmm. i think we all pretty much figured out that they were gonna throw at kevin kiermeyer mm-hmm. everyone on these like john Heyman, i believe had the tweet that pissed me off the most i was like like you know finders keepers losers do weak shit and like throw it guys like what do you think was gonna happen it, like okay, i'm not, I'm not think it's gonna happen it's still weak it's still weak, but I'm not so I'm not like justifying it necessarily for like how do how does baseball police itself? 
you throw it, guys. But you can't, bro. You can't. Okay, but everyone's like pretending they're so shocked that they threw at Kevin Kiermeyer. Like, really? No, you're an MLB insider, and you're surprised that they threw at him. No one should be surprised they threw at him. They should just be pissed that this is still a thing. People were surprised. Look, if you're gonna throw at a guy, they did it. They did it the right way. They threw it at the middle of his back. It wasn't. They weren't thrown at his head. But even then, like they did it the right way. They still threw a ball at him. Like, so you agree they did it the right way? No, but I'm saying even the way you're saying it, like you shouldn't be throwing at people. Like it's stupid. But if it's going to happen, and it's going to happen, they handled it like how? This is how baseball works. It's stupid. It's how baseball works. Because you, you, you're like, you're so like, you're so butthurt that someone stole your, your strategy card that you have to throw at someone like, yes, get over if it, you're, dude. if you're upset about it, what, how are you going to handle it? There's, you, you do it in a way where you don't risk potentially hurting someone like, then they threw right at his back. It's just, it's just stupid. Like, I still just think it's stupid. I agree. But like people people being so shocked that they threw at him i was like come on guys like yeah i know I, I, how it's, do it's you dumb. think it's going to get resolved it's dumb if you think if you were shocked they were throwing at him yes. but like uh let's uh let's rattle off our mailbag real quick pretty, pretty weak, weak showing weak, weak showing weak. uh bowers bombs sponsored as always by elliot bauer um i was thinking of a sponsor there um but all right more res- elliot bauer more receptions this year. Interesting that we're still asking that in week three. Uh, Kamara, Kamara or Eckler? I'll go Eckler. I'll go Kamara. I think offense will adjust and be like, ah, oh, actually, we have no one to throw to. Let's just throw it 25 times to Fair. Kamara. Uh, more yards this week. Tony Pollard, RB1 Tony Pollard, or Ezekiel Elliott? <laughs> the Giants fan in me wants to say Tony Pollard, but the uh, smarter side of me says it's going to be Zeke. I'll go Tony, Pollard, Tony Pollard had a great game last week, but like that's not that's not gonna happen. It's beautiful how the NFL just year after year turns out perfect examples of why you don't draft running backs high in the first round and why you don't give them huge contracts if you're if you don't know about them injury wise or performance wise. Because well, and the thing is, saying, you, know, you know about Zeke. Zeke's a stud. Like he's as, yeah. as locked in as you know, just like last, consistent great running back. Maybe last year was a maybe last year was a fluke, but Zeke also is not a good pass catcher and fumbled like seven times last year. And also, like, what have the Cowboys ever done with Zeke? Exactly. So it's like that's why he's churn out examples because Tony Pollard has looked fine. Exactly. Not saying Tony Pollard is as good as Zeke, but he's looked fine. All right. And now this is literally what Elliot wrote. I double checked this and triple checked mm-hmm. it. Any chance the Packers upset the Niners in San Fran? That is what he wrote. I don't know if that was a typo. You thought he had a typo on a question last week that he confirmed in the lie. He's not in the chat now, but that he confirmed was not a typo. Any chance the Packers upset the Niners in San Francisco? Yes, I would say there is a chance that the better team uh, picks up. I would say there's no chance they upset them because you can't upset as the as the favorite. We love a good semantics issue here. All right, fair enough. All right, sixty seconds. uh, Manu as a special advisor. Okay. So um, they, I mean, this has kind of been a rumor since he retired. Like he said that he would think about coaching and like, obviously has always been a really good bench presence and like everyone loves him and like great organizational guy. But when he retired, he said like, I need to take some time apart. Like I don't have any plans right now to coach, but you figured. You retired in 2015? 
Uh, you should know this. Jesus Christ. I don't remember what year he retired. I'm sorry. It's been a rough couple of years for the Spurs. Like, it's, look at your goddamn um, right no, arm. Tell me you don't know what your manager normally retired. It was, I think it was probably 2016, honestly. 2018. Um, Holy shit. I said 2016. It was 18. It was 18? Okay. Cause I, cause they won wow. the championship in 2014. I knew it was somewhat recent. Yeah. We were in college. Yeah. Yes. 2018. Yeah. Okay. Um, so like, I figured wow, it would. I thought it was earlier than that. Yeah. So it's only been like three yeah, full seasons. Yeah. Well, Timmy D retired two seasons before that and then came back two seasons ago Timmy as an D's assistant coach. D's. Okay. Um, uh-huh. I figured at some point he would come back in some advisory role, but he needed some time apart. I thought it would be first with like Team Argentina. Like, I'd be surprised if he doesn't do anything in his future. And he probably will. With them. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I think I this mean, is shit, great. Pops like, always coached Team USA. Like, I, I, I just think this is this is great for all parties involved. Like Manu's a really smart basketball mind and like he seems like a great guy and like very well respected. Everyone loves him. Like this is just my, my heart is so full right now. Like you love it's really it's it's one of those things that you could say you love to see. Yeah. This is like this is like Jeter coming back and being like a, like a bench coach for the Yankees. Like dude, Jeter's the next manager. Bring it to me that would be something that'd be something but you know i'd rather him be in miami and just ship us all their good players yeah i was gonna say like ah. you sure you want to take that well away uh <laughs> any final thoughts a true yankee wrap up? um we'll get our bets out on sunday i don't think i've hit one yet so uh oh, wow. i'm not putting real money on them i think i've been i think i've been pretty good recently i think but... he got one week one yeah i know i think i got two of three both weeks did you Shit. I, mean, I can't possible possible i don't, I don't know uh yankees just gotta we gotta win some games here like this is this is actually legitimately the final time i will say like this is the season right here hmm. we we do anything less than take two or three against the Sox, it's over i'll say mets have played 10 straight games that have gone over three and a half hours and how many of those have they won i think uh three nice so that's great Oh, another episode of Second Floor Sports. Appreciate you guys all joining us. If you're on our IG Live, make sure you check out our full show, exclusive content on Spotify, Apple Pods, Google Pods, Anchor, of course, the goaded Breaker. We will talk to you guys next week. Of course, time and date to be determined because man, we're busy guys. We're media, we're media moguls, and we got places yeah. to be. Yeah. But we will talk to you guys then.